Hey friends, it's Kelly. I am coming to you today uh, in my podcasting office. My kids are literally watching The Little Mermaid and my husband is mowing the lawn outside. So like sound quality, maybe not awesome, but this is real life. So today I'm having uh, for the second time Lori McCracken on the podcast. She is the uh, tantric sex practitioner in Canada. She actually used to live in the town that I am in, in Washington state and moved up there. And she's so awesome to come back. Basically, the first time, if you want to go back, the first time she was here was March 9th or episode 144. And she really told us her journey, which if you haven't listened to it, is amazing. Coming from a Catholic nun to an oncology nurse to a tantric sex practitioner, you've got to listen to that story. And I had so many questions just about what Tantra was and what it means and what is it that I wanted her to come back just to do a Q&A. And so that's what I'm going to share with you today. So check it out. I love Lori. I hope you guys will fall in love with her as much as I did. If you guys haven't, if you've been living under a rock or and or you're not on Instagram, not the same thing. You don't have to be on Instagram. It's okay. Maybe you've seen that my book is coming out. The book is called You Are Not Broken. Stop Shooting All Over Your Sex Life. And you can get it right now on Amazon for pre-order. It is actually number one in new releases in general sexual health just because of the pre-order, which is so incredibly cool. Pro tip, don't search my first name, Kelly Casperson, because it's KJ Casperson, which is the same as my Instagram handle, KJ Casperson MD. So I had somebody be like, I couldn't find it, Kelly Casperson. I'm like, well, technically, it's kind of what my Instagram is, and it just seems long. <laughs> so best if you search, you are not broken, Casperson on Amazon, and you will find it. So I'm going to read you like the intro paragraph because it's cool. So it starts with, is your sex life amazing? Probably not, if you're like most women. In fact, amazing isn't even close to how you'd ever experience sex, but it isn't your fault. You can thank Hollywood's portrayals and society's silence for your crappy sex life. Rarely do we learn what truly makes sex great for women, why understanding anatomy matters, or how our pleasure is not just important, but vital. So there you go. That is the back cover. First paragraph back cover. Book's coming out June 28th, 2022. A couple of people have already asked, especially the podcast listeners, right? Am I going to do an audio book? And the answer is yes. I actually have recording dates set for I'm going to go to Seattle at the beginning of August for two days and I'm going to do it uh, because podcasters should read their own books, don't you think? So that's what that's doing. Speaking of the podcast, thank you for your likes and your reviews. It's how it goes up in the rankings. You guys, I was number one in India in sexuality this past week, which blows my mind. There's, I had to Google it because I knew a billion people lived in India, but it's actually 1.3 some billion people live in India. So thank you for everybody in that amazing country who's listening. And Azerbaijan is, I was actually number one in that country too. I'm sorry if I killed that, but... I just, my, just brings my heart so open that these are countries where the religions are different, the languages are different, but we all want to know information about our body and our relationships and our sexuality. And to ever think that a podcast, I don't know, I just I hadn't thought about my podcast being international. <laughs> That's how uh, I guess narrow focused I was when I put out the podcast. But the fact that I'm number one in these two countries literally brings me joy. Did pretty damn well in Canada and America, by the way, in case anybody was wondering. But share it. It's truly international. We are all human. We all have the same human needs and curiosities and desires. And it just makes me so incredibly happy. Hold on. One more thing I have to talk to you guys about is the premium podcast membership that's happening in July premium content, getting the podcast right away, getting them without any ads, getting to listen in on the interviews that I'm doing with people, which seriously, that's the coolest thing for me. Uh, there's already hours of sex ed in there for you guys. 
Um, and then we're going to do group coaching. So I'm super excited about this. One late, just quickly, somebody on the internet was like, I don't have a libido because I have low testosterone. And I'm like, oh my God, our brain is a huge, you can have the highest testosterone. You can have like totally normal testosterone and not have a libido. To think it is one to one or linear or that just because a hormone is low, it is not that simple, you guys. Even, even in men, in all humans, you can have low testosterone and great erections. You can have crappy erections and normal testosterone. Hormones are not the all and be all. And if you've been following me for a while, you you might, I would assume you would know that. But this woman, I was like, use your brain. And that is not an insult. Literally, we don't use our brain. We don't know how to use this amazing tool to get what, number one, what we want in life, but number two, the sex that we want. So that's what you're going to get in the private premium podcast membership is group coaching with me we're going to figure out your sex life. So this is not going to be therapy. It's not going to be me as your doctor. You actually can't join if you see me in real life in my practice. So you'll have to sign a waiver saying you're not actually my patient because that's not, this is not going to be medical advice, but there is going to be a lot in there about how to talk to your doctors because truly people who are armed with information and a plan, I think, I truly believe, get so much more out of their healthcare experience. So rambling on, but July 1st. And anybody who signs up in July will get a signed copy of the book. So hold out. If you know you're going to join the premium podcast membership, you don't have to buy the book right away because you will get it if you join in July. Again, book's coming out June 28th. Pre-order it now on Amazon. So without further ado, let's go with Lori and some tantric sex Q&A. You are listening to You Are Not Broken, the only podcast that combines science, medicine, and psychology to re-educate your brain and help you live your best love life. And I'm your host, board-certified female urologist, Dr. Kelly Casperson. Friends, I am so excited to have my personal friend, Lori McCracken, back on the podcast. If you didn't listen to her story, go back to podcast episode 144, which was all about the intro and her story and what got her here. And it was very moving. And now we're going to do question and answer all about Tantra. Tantra? Tantra? What is it, Lori? It's like potato, potato. It's Tantra. (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) It's okay. So it's ancient, ancient yogic philosophy. Do we call it a religion? And now it's got this like sexy spin that Americans put on it. Give us a little background on this stuff. Yeah, that's a great question because it is not a religion. And there are just like yoga, there's Hatha yoga, there's restorative yoga. There's hundreds of styles of yoga. And this is a form of yoga, but there's many different styles also of tantra because there are monks that practice yoga, but do not, of course, include the sex chakra or their sexuality. And so the form of tantra that I practice is Tibetan Buddhist. And what that means is that the motivation is for our healing personally as we do these practices and that it may benefit all beings. So as I'm healing myself around the wounding I have and trauma around sexuality myself, I'm benefiting because as I heal, that ripples out into the world and benefits all beings. And so the thing is what you were speaking to, I think, is in the West, we are most familiar with what's called Neo-Tantra which originated way back in India 
And it's been, we are as white people, you know, great colonizers and easily take what we like and bring it into something that works for us and that we can make money on. And so what has happened, sadly, is right that the beautiful original intention of Tantra, which is an ancient spiritual science, has become distorted in many ways. And it's more about sexual techniques. And I think that's what for a lot of people is very scary. Like my, myself, when I first heard of Tantra, I, like I had a curiosity, but I was afraid because in the few places that I found it and went to, it was very based only in, in sexuality and practices around that. So it's a more of a mechanical thing, whereas the Tibetan Buddhist Tantra that I practice comes from a lineage. So it has been passed down from teacher to student for millennia. And this comes from the people of the earth. Like this originally came from people in Africa that were so connected to the earth and used all the elements. And so the tradition, and there's many traditions, but when you're speaking with someone about Tantra, it's actually really helpful to ask them, which form of Tantra do you practice and who is your teacher? So for example, I teach and was introduced to the Tibetan five elements. Tantra. And really, these are ancient shamanistic techniques that the purpose is to enrich, to enhance, to help us heal our bodies, emotions, mental state, and our spirituality from the inside out. So we're sourcing our true nature, who we really are, and helping to purify by doing specific meditations that help us to bring us present to our body because we can experience pleasure if we're not present in our bodies. And so many of us, in particular women, but a lot of men too and everyone in between, you know, the, the wounding around sexuality in our society has been based on abuse a lot of times. It's been violent. It has not been connective. It's not been part of our natural humanity. And so again, when I first heard my teacher, Devi Ward Erickson, speaking about every orgasm being a glimpse of enlightenment, I'm like, oh my God, and what is enlightened but freedom from suffering? Who of us doesn't want to be free of suffering? And I have discovered in my own path of healing that it's really my own judgmental mind has been the biggest block. And so for all of us to be able to heal these, these aspects of ourselves that we've been conditioned to believe that have never been true. And there's, there's a lot that is because of white supremacy and the patriarch that we have no idea the depth of damage because of the water we've been swimming in and the air we've been breathing that has damaged and hurt and been toxic and harmful for all of us. So I don't know if that's... That would be my question is like, if if so, if a woman's like, you know, she's trying to figure out, she's like, have I experienced trauma? I don't know. One way we could just be like, hey, we're all swimming in this water. We've all just by living on earth and interacting with humans and, you know, soaking in media, we've all, maybe even trauma is the wrong word for everybody, but experienced a disconnect between who we really are and kind of what the world says we should be. 
Yes, it's so true. And I think even for myself, I did not realize until I started doing some of these practices how disconnected and how unsafe I actually felt in my own body. I didn't know that because I think in our society, we're used to thinking, well, unless you were raped, you can't claim that you have sexual trauma. And that's just not true. It could have been growing up as harsh words in our environment from our parents that were handicapped because of their own trauma, their own wounding around sexuality and life in general. And so it's, do you feel safe in your own body? Do you feel safe to touch your own genitals, your own yoni? Like what happens to you when you experience pleasure? Like I didn't realize the trauma I had that I was unaware of until I was in my 60s was that terror was associated with pleasure. Besides the cultural conditioning that good girls don't experience pleasure, like that's really selfish. You want to make sure everybody else is feeling good and happy and okay before you even think of experiencing or allowing yourself pleasure. And I think another important point with the word pleasure itself in our society is that too has been denigrated and ripped apart. And we confuse gratification and pleasure. And for me, that was so helpful because I realized like when, especially if we're feeling miserable or we've got so much stress going on in our life, I just want some pleasure. Well, I'll eat a bag of potato chips, right? I'll, I'll watch Netflix for 10 hours, like all of these things. But how do you feel at the end of that? Gratification can be a momentary thing, but it always left me feeling empty. And real pleasure, I notice when I let myself really be present and feel safe in my own body or with someone else, I feel enriched. I feel uplifted. I feel connected to my wholeness. Like that's what real pleasure does. It's healing and it's medicine. Pleasure is medicine. And that's a big part of what we teach at Authentic Tantra. Because pleasure is healing and we can't avoid, we all experience so many layers and different ways of experiencing pain. But what about pleasure? Isn't there also like even someone that you just had a conversation with that was so comforting, that connection, that meaningful, deep being heard and seen, that can be pleasure. Like there's many forms of pleasure and it can be sensual, just the wind blowing through our hair or our own touch or someone else's touch on our face. It can be spiritual, walking out in nature and it can be sexual, right? So first of all, noticing there is all this stress and this pain. Where is there also some pleasure in my life? Because the more we focus on that, we move our energy in that direction. That is supportive to our physical well-being as well as every other part of us. Beautiful. So I think of you know the sex part, if I'm thinking of like, a Venn diagram or something like the sex part is just one piece or like a pleasant 
side effect or addition to what Tantra in general is, which is a way of being embodied, being in the present moment, connecting with yourself, kind of a way of living almost. Exactly. That's it, Kelly. That's what I found. It's like, because I don't actually myself want to get into anything if I can't use it in every year of my life. Like it doesn't serve me. And so there are forms of Tantra that are more about study. And of course, in the West, that's what we're taught. Knowledge is power. But to feel it in your body, to feel connected to your body, to another human being, where your humanness, your humanity is connected to your sexuality and to your spirituality, that wholeness is profoundly healing. And that's why orgasm is profoundly healing, because it allows us to tap in to who we truly are at a conscious level and expand that. Like in that moment of orgasm, there is no I, there is no pain. We are all connected to all that is. And what if we could, rather than having a glimpse or a sneeze of that once a week, or or if we're not able to even have that, to know that it is possible, that there are things blocking you, which doesn't mean that it's not possible. There are ways and tools to help support us recognizing What are those blocks? And being able to move them through so that you too can experience your birthright of pleasure, your birthright of joy, of clarity, of evenness, of bliss. I just, I always come back. I'm really, really interested in these women that I see all the time. Like they just want to put something in their vagina. I like their, and that's their partner's penis usually, because then they'll just feel like they're, that's what they're supposed to do. And they're doing it for somebody else. And it's almost like, I just think of it kind of like, I don't know, like an engineering block toy. Like I just need to put the triangle into the square and then like, I'm a good enough person. I'm thinking of those people in the way you talk, because it's like, we're almost having two completely different conversations, right? Like sex to them is like, I just need to, I can't even get the penis in the vagina because of whatever pain or hello hormones or fear and type, whatever it is. And it's like, she doesn't even want to do it for herself. You know, like she's just trying to put something in there to make the other person happy. And it's like, we're literally talking about two separate things when we talk about sex, the way you talk about sex. And then the way like this performative, like just put the block in the box and, you know, then at least one person's happy. Like, it's like, two totally completely different activities at this point yeah that separation and that separation creates so much suffering you're right and so for these women and I was one of them Kelly I totally get that that's how disconnected I was from myself and that's why learning this is why we teach non-sexual and sexual tantric practices because if we don't know how to be present to our own bodies and feel safe there and know that you have a right to your joy to your pleasure to in your body and that there are ways for you to heal and experience your own wholeness and awesomeness that is possible and we all need support I could never have done this on my own and that's why I moved across the country because that was really scary for me I found someone across the country that I knew I would feel safe with 
And for me, it needed to be another woman. And it happened to be a Black woman who created this healing, authentic tantra modality because she had healed her own suffering in her own life in ways that I just could feel how embodied, as you were saying before. And I needed someone who had lived this and actually done it herself. And I'm totally a different person than I was five years ago since I started doing this, right? And because I now can feel safe. And when I don't feel safe, because there's so much shit going on around the world or in our families or whatever, that it's very easy to slip out of that. So having specific breathing techniques that actually hack in to our nervous system to support us to feel safe in our own body. And see, what you're pointing to is also part of our conditioning, that I'm broken and I need somebody outside of me to heal me. Well, what if that's not true and never has been? You need support to connect to your own body, to your own sense of pleasure, and know that there's a way to safely get there, to experience that within your own cells. I mean, our bodies were created for pleasure. Our clitoris as females and yoni owners is sole purposes for pleasure. I mean, that was no mistake. And so for you to know that your needs matter, your disconnection and the possibility for you to experience the potential that you do have inside of you of pleasure, of wholeness matters. And so you want to find someone you feel safe with that can support you on this journey and help you become your own healer. Beautiful. Can people start like... For me, I'm like, okay, so is this like breathing stuff? Is it movement stuff? Is it chanting stuff? Do you read stuff? Like, what do you do? Yeah, that's such a good question. And it's because trauma and all these negative experiences happen to us with great speed, typically, and get stuck in the cells of our body, right? So trauma is stuck energy within us that never got processed, didn't allow that it's not metabolized. It wasn't allowed to complete its process because emotions is meant to be energy in motion and move through our bodies, right? When that doesn't happen, we get stuck. And so for us in in this modality of authentic Tantra, we begin with the five elements meditation practices, because that is we need to train our mind to calm our mind so that we can be present. If we don't have that as a foundation, then it's very, we can't do anything else. We can't experience pleasure, right? We have to have, be in a safe, relaxed nervous system, have a settled body. And so the beauty of these five elements, and again, these are ancient teachings been passed down for millennia that, you know, we're always looking for evidence-based medicine. Well, (laughs) I'd say embodied practices in an unbroken lineage for millennia, you know, and then you try it yourself to see because these practices aren't the right medicine for everyone, but they certainly have been for me and for, you know, thousands of people. So And practicing them, giving yourself a chance to notice is what can tell you. If something doesn't work and give you benefits, then it's not the right thing for you. But if it does, then you want to go deeper. And so these five elements are all like fire, earth, space, water. 
air, which are all in our environment, right? And they make up our bodies too. And with each element, there is also an emotion, a sense that goes along with that. So fire, for example, is associated with the emotion of attachment. And how many times, like we can get, I realized I was attached to the pain of my past. That was preventing me from relaxing and opening up to pleasure, to attracting and bringing into my life any kind of experience of bliss because I was too scared and I was like attached to that or to our our beliefs, right? Around that I'm not able, I can't, like there's something wrong with me, I can't. Well, what if you believe that you could? What if you let that go and just let, like this is the medicine by using visualizations of color, of sound, because that too heals and relaxes our vagus nerve, right? So we can feel safe in our body. So all these simple, brilliant things that are healing and it heals us from the inside out. So we may be focusing our energy in our sex chakra if that's where we're having a challenge. And that's going to mix with everything else, right? Our body's wisdom knows where the healing is needed or the earth element, which is the root poison is arrogance, pride, right? Who of us doesn't, I mean, I was shocked to discover how much of that I have and grateful. (laughs) It's like big burdens of cement being let go of when I'm like, oh, I'm really not as good as I thought I was. And most of my life, I felt less than most people. And so bringing an evenness that we are all equal as human beings. What does that feel like? right? How do you experience life in a different way? And each one has a wisdom also, the wisdom of discernment. All of a sudden, when I was letting go of the attachment to these crazy beliefs I had had about myself and how horrible I was, then I'm like, oh, all of a sudden I can discern, well, this is what I need to do here. And I could feel it as that's wisdom within me. And so just allowing the medicine to work, you know, we want to experience it in our bodies, let go of the mind and thinking we got to rationalize or fix it or find a way. No, our bodies have so much wisdom and we've never learned. We've never been taught how to tap into that, right? Or space element at our heart chakra, which is, and this is the root poison of separation, of ignorance, of thinking that we're alone when we're actually connected to all that is, but how much suffering and pain is because we feel alone. And that brings peace, right? As a healing result of that. And so we have openness. What does it feel like even to open your arms, to feel your heart, stretch that out? You know, so all of these things. So this is a foundation that we begin with to allow. Notice what does it feel like to be present? What does it feel like when my mind is calmer? And so even we always start every practice with 21 breaths. And the Tibetans will say, well, it's kind because if we can't focus for 21 breaths, and some of us have to start with five, like or 10, and that's okay. We've been conditioned not to breathe deeply. And that can be profoundly healing. But it's like the horse is riding the rider rather than the other way around, right? And so these simple practices of coming home to our bodies and also to kind of answer what you're saying, because there are 
this modality, this healing modality of authentic tantra. There are four healing pillars. So we use meditation as one. We use movement because we need to move that energy. And we want to have fun. Our bodies, like that helps us get out of our head that we don't even realize how much of there and back into our body and feel how juicy and yummy and wonderful that is. And then connection. And then pleasure. Because we need all of that as human beings and to heal. And so connection brings us back to our hearts. All of them bring us back to our our bodies, right, in some way. And pleasure regulates our dysregulated nervous systems. I mean, it truly is medicine. And we leave it out. And so consciously, it's like raising pleasure consciousness. That's what we want to do. As you ladies know, I'm obsessed with vulvar skincare to increase pleasure and decrease pain with intimacy and daily life in general. They have Reverie, which provides powerful hormone-free relief from vaginal dryness with an easy-to-use vaginal insert that renews your body's moisture for everyday comfort and intimacy. So give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Free shipping and to get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any of their products, go to hellobonafide.com slash notbroken and use the promo code not broken. That's hello, B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E dot com slash not broken and code not broken for 20% off at checkout. Since you're such an advanced, like you dove deep into all of this, what do you do or do you do like every single day as part of my practice, I do X, Y, and Z. And I know this is very prescriptive. I'm sounding like a doctor right now and I apologize. But like, just to get a glimpse of like somebody who's truly embodied this way of living, what does that look like in a day-to-day? Yeah, sure. And you know what? Because I have understood that those four pillars of healing, meditation, movement, connection, and pleasure. Like if I feel out of sorts or something, I just check in and say, okay, have I meditated? Have I moved? Am I connected? Have I experienced pleasure? And I can guarantee you that, oops, nope, haven't done that. Okay. So what I do, so I like to get that in first thing in the morning. And for me, and again, I just invite anyone to to explore, discover, this is what's fun about this. What works for you? So for me, since I had a history of depression years ago, I know that my body loves to feel those endorphins going every morning. So I just start with rubbing my head, my scalp, and just noticing, wow, how good that feels. Then I will just run my fingers over my arms and I can feel. For me, I'm very sensual and touch is really powerful for me in that way. And I was very afraid of touch before. So learning to not have shame around touching my own body and feeling, wow, I can actually feel pleasure just with this. Like women are, we are as yoni owners are capable of over 15 different kinds of orgasm. And I say that so that you know what your potential is. It doesn't mean that we're all going to experience all of them, right? I haven't experienced many of them, but the ones I have experienced and the ones that I've been able to open up to, and I'll tell you, this feels orgasmic to me, just doing that and then doing my whole body, my neck, my breasts, which are called love buds in tantric speech, right? Like, because so many women have body images too. And so noticing, 
What's arising for you as you touch your body? Is there sadness? Is there joy? And just being present to what is there. It's all a message. It's all your body wanting to let you know. It's wanting to connect with you in a way that's authentic. And to be able to hold that, to feel, does it feel pleasurable? Or, oh, maybe there's a tenderness there today. Okay, let me just hold that part. Breathe into it, then move down my legs, my feet. And I notice, oh my God, I didn't know that my knees were an erogenous zone or my ankles. Like, so just letting myself savor waking up and giving my body pleasure from the get go before I even get out of bed. And then I, you know, I have my little altar. I light my candle and light incense because I want to connect to all that is, to all these beautiful, in this lineage, like I feel so blessed because I, when I do that, I'm connecting to all these enlightened beings, all these wonderful energies that have come before me that, that have become enlightened because of these practices. And I tell you, the tradition was started by a Black woman who fucked herself to enlightenment. And this is how many of her disciples learned through these sexual teachings that were secret for thousands of years because not everybody is ready for them and, or understands them, right? And yet sex, the true meaning of sex is for transcendence, for us to experience that space of enlightenment, which is just a space where there is no judgment, where there is no suffering. And I'm getting off on a tangent here. I just love this stuff. So <laughs> I'm sorry, because it's how it's transformed my life in ways that I never knew were possible. And then I luckily live in community here. So we meditate together and do it on Zoom so that anyone in the community who wants to and is available can do it together because it's also important. We need the support of healthy community, right? I've learned, like I have learned how to let go of so much of my neuroses and, and being able to accept. I had such blocks to receiving. I didn't think I was worthy or deserved. I was just supposed to help everybody else make sure their needs were met. I was so disconnected from my own. And so now to experience the joy, since a lot of that has been healed, of what it's like to have the support of a community that really, that is based, right? Because again, our motivation is compassion for the benefit of all. And I need to heal. I need to take the time. I need to pause to be able to heal myself so that then my presence can be healing for others and send that out and dedicate whatever I'm doing, whether it's meditation, whether I'm doing self-pleasure and having orgasms or with a partner, we can dedicate our orgasms for the benefit of all beings. I mean, how cool is that? Right? So, <laughs> so, that's, that's, so cool. that's a taste. And what I really like, and I think we need reminding over and over is like, even people who like you have dedicated your life now to this of like, it's a daily practice. It's not like, oh, do this yoga class. And then you're just going to be transcendent and enlightened and always present of like the human experience is to fall out of that and need to find it again and again and again. 
Yes, that is so true. I'm really glad you said that. Kelly, and it's like anything, like, you know, if any of you are cooks, even athletes, like we all start at the beginning as beginners. And I still feel like a beginner, but I notice results. I notice my relationships with my mother, with my friends have shifted, have gotten deeper, more meaningful. I am much more authentic. I didn't realize how much I lied to myself about how I was pretending what I liked and didn't like. So I'm always learning and it's stretching. It's growing. This is a process. It is a spiritual path of maturing. That's what Buddhahood is really, is to become mature human beings. And that's not an easy process because innately, especially in this society, most of us are immature. We're like little kids running around in adult bodies. And that's not our fault. We can learn. We can, I just feel so much freer and more comfortable in my own body, in my own life that I was, I was afraid actually to live life. And now I'm feeling like, whoa, okay, I can feel my edge of fear showing up there. All right. But you know what? I want to live fully. So I'm going to push myself just a tiny bit more here because I'm aware of it now and becoming aware of what's been hidden inside of us that needs to be shaken loose so that it can come to our awareness, which is what those five element meditations do is remarkable because once it comes to my awareness, I can make a different choice. And this is all about choice. Totally. So what how, What advice would you have for people, stereotypically women, because I hear it more, what do you do when you just feel numb? Yeah, that's a really good question. So for me, when I feel numb, I pause. And now I've learned to pause and feel where in my body am I feeling numb? And just to acknowledge that is already healing. Is there a place that I feel numb that I can put my hand on and just breathe into that and notice, does that shift anything? Can I ask, is there a place in my body where I'm experiencing pleasure or enjoyment so that I can connect and let that other part of my body that feels numb know that, wow, okay, with some healing, you too can return to function. And I think because there's also, and this is a lack of education that we have not learned, that with the stages of healing through trauma, there's numbness, pain, irritation, and function. And the thing is, I think we're mostly, at least for me, it was like, okay, if I'm numb, oh my gosh, that's awful. And then I can go into pain. Uh Oh, that's worse. So I'm going to go back to numb. So we only think those are our two options. And we don't understand that healing, the next part, it's like when your arm falls asleep, before it comes back to full function, it's all tingly, like it's irritated. And so that's actually a part of the healing process to get us to function where pleasure is. And so depending where the numbness is, because it can be emotional numbness, and know that there is good reason for wherever and whatever that numbness is coming from. And it's letting you know, I need some attention. I need some healing. Could you get me some support, please? (laughs) So I think pausing and acknowledging it is the first step. And then feeling into your body. What could help me here? Is there something that could ease what I'm experiencing right now? Whether that be calling a friend, whether that 
be taking a walk, whether that just spending time in journaling, what you're noticing coming up, whether it's seeking out professional support, that would be my support to start with. Beautiful. You've said this before, this saying, and I'm curious for you to expand on it. What's yoni emancipation? Oh, okay. So I love this. So when I went through the program, because part of it is we learn how to, of course, give ourselves yoni or lingam massages, because this is somatic healing, which is using breath, touch, and awareness, and also sometimes movement. Because like talk therapy can be wonderful and very supportive. And because our trauma is in our bodies, is somatic, it's not enough often. And so learning and practicing again on myself with these beautiful hand positions, creating this sacred space around myself before connecting with my body. And we always meditate before we masturbate. And then connecting, noticing when I touch my yoni, my vulva here and there, and with the intention of love coming through my fingers and my hands, what do I notice? Because that's where I found I had a lot of numbness that I didn't even know. Because if we don't have these opportunities to connect with ourselves in these ways, then we won't know a lot of what's numb and what's stagnant, right? In our pelvis, in our whole energy center there. And so this is all about using pleasure to activate, to awaken, to awaken our sensations or notice where there's numbness or blocks. And so once I went through this and I actually at our immersion retreat, I was petrified because I was so ashamed of my genitals. But to have this healing session, and I had first another woman do this on my body with support. I mean, that was amazing because I knew I needed to heal. And then the next day we had the opportunity and I knew because my trauma, I received my trauma from a man that there was someone in part of my class that I felt very safe with who had a wonderful big heart and loved these things. And we had all been doing this together for six months. So I woke up crying with the awareness, oh my God, I need to ask if he would do this yoni massage on me. And I needed to have my teacher there too. But I have to say that, and I couldn't feel my body from the waist down as this was happening. I mean, I was literally crying through the whole thing. Couldn't understand why any man would ever want to do something like this. But I allowed myself to ask the questions, to cry, to just be vulnerable. And for the first time in my life, felt safe enough to do that. And I healed lifetimes. I started to feel my legs, my whole energy body felt connected again. And I was so free of this huge block that I was carrying that I did not know about until I allowed that healing. And so when I experienced that, because I'm, I'm a nurse, I was determined because I have a, a legal you know, license to touch people that I wanted to be able to offer that kind of healing to other Yoni owners and lingam owners, if, if they wanted, because I knew that that kind of healing would never have happened for me if that somatic healing session had not happened. 
And so to me, the yoni, and, and it was actually a, a colleague that I was doing a yoni massage on after I graduated. And she said, Lori, I feel so free now. And so I thought, you know what, let me see what word this is. It's like, it sounds like you've been emancipated. And so I looked it up and I thought, because there are many people, or at least there were that, you know, talk about doing yoni massages. And that's really more for, from my understanding, for pleasure-based type thing, which is awesome. But this is for healing. This is somatic, profound healing. And I wanted to be able to distinguish it from a regular, like what someone is talking about a, a maybe a typical, I don't know if there's a typical, but yoni massage. So again, to distinguish from neo-tantra as a technique and as a profound healing. And so that's why I called it, when I do these um, healing sessions, it's a somatic emancipation healing session for yoni owners or lingam owners. And can I just offer one other thing? Because when I was learning to do the lingam massage, for men, I would, you know, we learned on cyber skin models, right? Watching a wonderful video of our teacher doing this on a live body. And I was shocked, Kelly, as I was learning how to do that using this cyber skin model. I could not believe the connection I felt and the sacredness of this healing session because it made me think, oh my God, what if my father, what if so many men I know that have been traumatized around their sexuality, that have been educated and in this society taught that it's all performance, that it's all up to them to make the woman come or whatever, which is so horrific for men too. And I thought, oh my gosh, if every man on this planet could experience this where this is just for them, nothing expected. They are meant to sit like a king and receive this for their own healing, for their own pleasure. The world would be a different place. And so it's like bringing again, bringing a full circle to the sacredness, to the healing of what true sexual union is and true experience and opening and awakening of our own bodies to our own precious sexuality and the vulnerability that's there and the support that's needed to, to know that it is possible. Beautiful. That was an amazing description. So where do people, where do people start? Do they like find a weekend that's happening in like a big city near them? Or like, should they read a book first? Should they watch YouTube first? Like if they're curious about any of this, how would you get them to start? Oh, that's a great question. And I think for me, the best place to start is to Google authentic Tantra. Because that will take you to the Institute of Authentic Tantra website, which is the only government accredited school for sexual healing rooted in these Tibetan five elements in the world. And what that means is that there, we practice by a code of ethics. We are declared an anti-racist organization. And so we truly want to create a safe space for all beings. And there, I mean, this is beautiful timing because David Ward Erickson, who created this modality, this healing modality, just opened up a membership site for Authentic Tantra, which is $20 a month, where she just started yesterday, a Tibetan Five Element Tantra Healing 
course for five weeks. And then there's going to be lots of information in there. There's also a program called Female Orgasm Intensive for Yoni owners. There's Ejaculation Mastery for Lingam owners. There's a wealth of free booklets, ebooks there. And you can get a sense on the website and read through, scroll through what, if anything, resonates for you there and find a place, find something, whether those ebooks, she's got a beautiful book, Shake Your Soul Song, which ought to be called the Pleasure Gospel for Women, <laughs> which has a lot of practices in there too. And just practical information that I found incredibly healing myself when I first started to read that and live by that. So that would be my suggestion. And then there are, like, if you really feel called and want support, there's, we offer what we call Tantra Mastery Program, which is a first phase of 13 private individual coaching sessions for someone to go a little deeper and have that kind of support, one-on-one support. So I, but there's a welfare. That's where I would begin and just see what resonates. Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for coming back and doing a Q&A and answering all of my questions. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Anything else you want people to know about jumping in or, or like, if you see like, why do people like resist this? And what would you like to tell those people who are like, who like resist this? That's wonderful. I think resistance is really something beautiful to pay attention to because it means that there's something juicy there that may be scary and with support can open up a whole new world. Because to me, when I'm resisting something, it's like, uh oh, there's something important here. I know like how many, how many famous ancient people have been like the thing that you resist the most is what you need to look into. Yeah. There's totally something there. Absolutely. So I would honor yourself, have the courage to love yourself enough to pay attention to that and follow that. Oh, I love that. Awesome. My love. Well, thanks so much for coming back. Thank you, Kelly. Wonderful to see you. So appreciate you. Thank you. You too.